bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. everybody welcome to dumb gay politics i'm julie and i'm brandy and this is the podcast where we talk about the weekend politics like <laughs> we're talking about reality tv not the other way around happy juneteenth meow june thank you that's right <laughs> yeah. i just want to point out that that is just another thing that jojo and kiki oh, have right. changed in that's this right. fucking country mm-hmm. they made juneteenth june 19th a national holiday a day dedicated to celebrating the final emancipation of the last American slaves. And I don't know about anyone else, but I celebrated by sleeping off my hangover caused by spending an entire Father's Day <laughs> with my father. Um, mm. I started drinking vodka heavily, mm-hmm. um, just outpacing my mom's one white Russian. Mm-hmm. I basically kept the same white Russian and then just kept pouring vodka into it. Oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, that old chestnut. Right. Because well, they sweet. They are sweet. <laughs> okay. That shit needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. You think you don't want <sighs> a vodka taste until you have a white Russian. It's like, I can't put, I'm going to, I got to. And it's milky. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. That's the one drink my mother would have. And she doesn't drink, but that's the drink she'd have is a white Russian. But now our moms just do that because they have a sweet tooth. But I think they really originally did it, like, let's say, you know, the dude. Yes. Um, I think the Big Lebowski does it because he's an alcoholic. So um, the milkiness of it. Oh, helps with the acid reflux. the stomach, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And it is helpful. Just a little bit too much sugar. I could do it without the Baileys. I mean, I'm going to get to the point where it's just vodka milk, and then I'm going to go straight to Promises. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> so going we'll to have to drive you there we'll if that happens because we're not going to let that go on. But um, when I did finally go outside, I saw a <laughs> lot of people enjoying their new holiday, a Juneteenth in Burbank in the summer. And I was I like, mean, fuck, yeah, Jojo and Kiki, Jojo and Kiki making it. And also it's just like, yeah, it should be a federal holiday. Like whether you observe, whether you don't, whether you. Have a barbecue, a sleep off your hangover. Yeah, or you do a lesson, or you do whatever. You know, it's like, it should be a day of remembrance. So and have it. And it is. And JoJo and Kiki did that. And if you think Trump would ever do that, or one Republican would ever do that, you are correctedly wrong. Now, uh, a thing that a lot of people might not know is that Juneteenth has been a thing in Texas. So, we, so I knew about it. You knew about it. Yeah. But on the East Coast, I can tell you, none of us knew about no, it. And on the West Coast, at no all. one knows. Right. So, so that's why JoJo and Kiki are a thing. Yep. That's why they're good. Yep. And why we will not hear a word fucking about it. <laughs> okay. Um, no. Now, your birthday is in. It's basically a, a week from tomorrow. Hello. It's 
or it's uh, in a week. It's <laughs> next Wednesday. Anne, Flora, and Devin Vrana sent the final piece of their joint birthday gift to you, um, which we discussed on our Patreon podcast. Yes. Um, which is a movie theater, classic circus po- popcorn maker. Yeah. Um, a very expensive appliance. It's amazing. We've um, I've, we've used it twice. It's beautiful. It's we've awesome. gotten our own accoutrements <sighs> to make the popcorn. Yep. They actually sent kernels. And they sent, now I accidentally had already bought the little paper, um, like popcorn bags, but they sent those as well. And which is fine. Cause when we're, there's more than one person over, we can, um, we'll have many of those. Cause we're yeah. trying to get, but what the best thing that I love, cause it's such a beautiful, beautiful, like, a, I love like it. Yes. piece, like furniture piece. Yeah. It's so, I highly recommend it. And we have been t- tossing this thing around thinking of getting one for yep. years. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about it at all, do it because it, we, it's like our pride and joy. It I'm, makes I'm, us smile. A smile when you look at it. And also it pops the popcorn <laughs> really good. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is what they use in the movie theater. But it's so whimsical. It's red. <sighs> Julie loves red. I it love has red. wheels. She loves wheels. <laughs> it's it's just, it's so fucking cute. And it's also creepy. Like we're an American horror yes, story. Yes, exactly. Which is great. It's, it's great. Like dark and whimsical. It's like a vampire could be yeah. eating the popcorn. Yeah. It's so cute. It's perfect. We love it. We really can't say it enough. My dad also loves popcorn. You and my dad share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. My parents stay here a lot when we're out of town to watch the puppas so they will be rocking up the popcorn my mom she will find some extra over-the-top savory way to make the popcorn she'll be like, guys i you know what i made you'll she'll be eating send us a picture with all of the animals on her eating the popcorn and you'll be like <laughs> pam what is that and she'll go it's sour cream ranch buttercrisp popcorn with frosting mm, on it that and, sounds yeah. good and we'll i'll be like mom take it down a notch and you'll be like what's the recipe pam i mean I'm she, sorry. She will find a way. Sour cream ranch. <laughs> Buttercrisp popcorn. Buttercrisp. 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 <laughs> Buttercrisp popcorn sounds with pretty good. Okay. With frosting. Mm, Buttercrisp popcorn. With she'll do it. Frosting. She'll put a foam on it. She'll be oh, she'll do like gastro. It. Yeah. Like it's a gastro pop. Yeah. I'm... I mean, I couldn't possibly fit it in today. Not today. However... Sour cream ranch will be made. <laughs> well, let Pam do it because she'll be. I'm telling you, she'll be over here. Well, she already fucking had to send yeah. the thing yeah. for the butter ranch butter. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, um, she's on fire, and I just want to say we we're only we're only talking about this now because we dedicated an entire Patreon episode to it called Popcorn Pride Parade because that's how much we love it. <laughs> But today we got the final piece. I'm assuming the final piece of the puzzle, which was the seeds and then these gorgeous. So like at the movie theater, you get the tub. Yes. And now Julie, she's not going to fuck with the tiny bags. Because no, that's that's a it's that's a, an amuse. It's an insult. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is. A, it's an, and especially at the movie theater. So No, it, but even here. Yeah. No, now, no, no, I no, like no. it for a portion control. Also, I, I want to cut it off. I have too much in my teeth after a certain amount of time. My gums are sliced up. You like to hold a big tub. <sighs> it's all part of it for you. Yes. They sent these these hard, washable, very colorful, like big circus like they look like popcorn tubs that yeah, you get they at the movies. Like exactly. They are so 
cute. You guys, we put it on top of the of the popcorn maker. Mm-hmm. And they just I like could I couldn't have got any cuter until we got those and they're so cute. It's like, you know what? I can't. I have to talk about it. I we are going to smoke fucking cigarettes in our underwear and eat popcorn <laughs> on your birthday and we're going to like drink light beer and toast to Anne and Devin and yep. like it's just going to be on and popping. No pun intended. Literally. <laughs> I mean, point blank popping it. Yeah. And okay. if you want to know, go listen to the Patreon. Uh, you can go to julianbrandy.com and you can find Popcorn Pride Parade. We go all deeply into it. They said, happy birthday, Meow Meow. We hope you can use these with your new P.U.P. popcorn maker. Well, there it is, the popcorn. Because, you know, <laughs> I do. We love you. P.S. Congrats on the new after show. It's so good from Ann Flora and Devin Verana. Thank you so Just much really, for this. Really. really appreciate it. I love it so much. There isn't. Sometimes I mean, honestly, you just feel seen. This is def- I mean, even popcorn, even that bitch be thinking she's saying popcorn and her ass saying popcorn. <laughs> she thinks that's in my head. And if you join the Patreon, you too can hear popcorn. All <laughs> you can hear Pringle. Oh, Pringles. Pringles. Another <laughs> yeah, Pringles. Another classic Pringles. by the man mouth. Pringle. Pringle. Well, you eat your Pringles with, <laughs> with, your, with, your, with your finger and right. then you eat your popcorn. Yep. Yep. Um, so now our girl Soroya, she sent us a letter. It's she, I don't know. Like she it's on pink construction paper, which is just cute. And you, we open up the letter. She put um, hearts, rainbow hearts along the seal. It's like what you dream for if you're like, like at te- home, like, like a, a teen- teenager. Yes, yeah, like, like, like I got my letter. Yes. He wrote me. Yes. She wrote me. Yeah, exactly. And there's hearts on it. She's been dying. away for the summer. Right. She had to go away with her family <laughs> to Europe. I've never been there. What, Mom? Oh, Canada. <laughs> and so... She finally wrote me and then. Yeah. Mm. And we open it up. It's on pink. You know what? Soraya, you could have put some perfume on it. That's would have been my take there. But, you know, we can't all. But I'm sure Soraya smells, smells, smells like little um, rodents and love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which when, but when, like art when, paint. Yeah. Glue. And the rodent ma- mouse. And the rodents would smell like um, wood. Like the wood chips that you put in the little tanks. Yeah. Yeah. And little fur. Mm -hmm. They don't smell bad. They smell good. No, they smell good. Yeah. And she smells good. Um, And then when we open it up, uh, a sticker falls out. One single lone sticker (laughs) that says, Bitches Couch 2023. (laughs) Now it has mushrooms growing all around it and a rainbow and a heart. Um, And it's a picture of a couch. It says, feel the breeze underneath the bitch's couch. Love and it. I, like, honestly thought that she made this. I was like, I don't know what what company is making stickers, but um, she made the perfect sticker for us. I mean. Turns out, sweetie, she didn't make it, and our destiny is calling. Our destiny <laughs> is calling. Dearest Julian Brandy, my deepest condolences on the loss of Pee Wee. Ghost and Summer also passed away this year due to cancer and old age. I have a wonderful vet who sends out a letter signed by everyone in the office after your pet passes. It's on rainbow paper and has the message about the rainbow bridge that you read in the last regular weed episode. Then Brandy looked up and saw the art that the rat babes and I made for you with the rainbow 
over the drug den. I felt so much connection and love in that moment, I literally sobbed. As a fellow performing artist, I can commiserate that endings are one of the hardest and most important parts of the art. When a piece is coming to its natural close, you must listen to that. It's time to make room in your life for something new to emerge. Whatever you do next, I will be there as a supporter and a fan. I just got back from a regional Burning Man event called Utopia. That Spelled Y-O-U-topia. Right. That takes I, I like. I like that. Too. That it's U-Y-O-Utopia. Yeah. yeah, I like it too. Because I didn't know that it was spelled like that. Like, anyway. Yeah. So... It takes place in the desert outside of San Diego. One of my favorite theme camps is called Bitches Couch. They provide a bar and a huge couch for bitches to enjoy watching other bitches thirst and lurk around the event. <laughs> of course, it made me think of you and they were giving out stickers. So I got you one. Why there's not a picture of us saying inspired by Julie oh and my, Brandy. I mean, because we were the bitches couch. I mean, the original the couch <sighs> like the gays, the families, the bed. The bitches, okay? <laughs> if you ever want to dip your toes into Burning Man culture, this is an easy and low-commitment way to do it. And it would provide many great stories for the Patreon. We are going to do another one in October. The website is sdyoutopia.com. And here's my email if you ever want to contact me for any reason. With love, Soroya. Well, looks like we'll be going to Utopia yeah. in October. Now, RIP to Ghost in Summer. It is that's unreal. Nice. And the Borden, my, my parents' longtime dog, mm. um, went around the same time, too. Yep. And it's, it's yep. I honestly, Soraya, I want you to know the, the f we framed the picture that you guys all made for us. The rats tore up pieces of maybe construction paper. I always mm -hmm. thought it was cloth. But now that I see this construction paper she wrote us on, I'm thinking maybe it was paper. But... Mm. They, they ripped it up with their little tiny <laughs> hands and then, you know, she glued it into a rainbow, drew the drug den. We also have the drug den outside. Outside. Which is like, it's so, we have it for the birds to enjoy because she built a, like a little drug right. den and like wrote on it and mm -hmm. it's so cute. But we framed that one and I look at it all the time. It's right you above do. your head. Yep. And um, next to Jesse from Jersey who made like the wooden... Julian Brandy's drug den plaque yes. and uh -huh. Michelle from Texas who made the Hey Queen hot tea of all of us. So it's, but I, I love, I don't know. My eye always gets drawn to that rainbow and I can't believe that, that those, those guys are gone. You know, it's like time fucking marches on. It really does. And we still keep doing this podcast. The cars keep driving. Yeah. People keep eating dinner. Okay, now we get to hang out with an important gay person and ask him questions. I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. Yeah, I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. I got gay questions, and I need gay answers. Okay, this is our segment called Gay Questions, where we hang out with successful people in the LGBT community and we ask them questions about their life. Why? Because being gay is fun, but being successful and gay is not easy and we want to know how the hell people do it. Also, we love the song Gay Questions by Johnny McGovern and we needed a new excuse to play it on the podcast. 
And this week, the excuse came in the form of an insanely talented author, musician, and gay male life coach. Mm -hmm. Now, this dude was literally a heterosexual, married, conservative pastor mm. of a huge mega church, our fave. <laughs> favorite. Before coming out and becoming an LGBTQ activist himself. There's literally no one on earth more perfect for this segment. He was recommended to us by... Julie Lang, who is one of our most favoritist and original 14 listeners. He's married to her high school prom date and best friend. <laughs> okay, so without further fucking ado, it's time to ask some gay questions to Matt Bays. Hi, Hi Matt. Matt. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. This is big for me. Oh, really? Because I don't know. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I ate Chipotle, I took a shower, I cleaned my ears, I have a Pride t-shirt, I am so ready. Oh my god. Okay, and can I say thanks to Julie Lang? Yes, of course. Do you guys have any idea what caliber of person she is? She's the best. Mm. She seems so like I she just... could be like the most supportive person ever created <laughs> oh, by she, Jay Jesus. She's, just, she's everything. She's smart, she's funny, she's awesome, and she's She's just the best. Anyway, so I met her when I was dating Chris and got to know her. And she's like my favorite of, you know, how you like get in a relationship and you gather somebody else's friends. It was that yeah. sort of thing. Well, anyway, she's the she's the best. I love her. She is truly one of our original 14 listeners. And we used to be on a TV show. And then so we needed like all the support we could get at the beginning. And she was very supportive. She oh, yeah. has been. um She's supportive now and we and she's she just recently sent us flowers and but she's been kind of like like a little um, less around and we're hoping she's getting um, some hot dick. That's all we can say, you know, as as we wish for anyone who mm -hmm. likes a hot dick. We we do all wish for that, don't we? Yeah, we don't know what Julie's been up to, we but don't. we're hoping if that's she's what she's looking for. Yeah. That's what she gets. She's been prepping me for this podcast. She's like, watch the sizzle reel. Watch this. I'm like, I see. I don't care. Make sure you know this. Don't embarrass me. Oh, that's so sweet. We love her. Uh, okay, well, then I'm going to start. But first, I want to say to you, Pee Wee, I'm so sorry about oh. that. And I don't mean to bring up anything that's unsettling or whatever, but I watched all those videos with him, and that is the sweetest little baby ever. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was sweet, so of, I, that was sweet of Julie Lang. Yeah, you know, we're just, we're trying to just, you know, move through yeah. the, the mm -hmm. life. Yep. You know, yeah. this is when we yeah. do get have to get religious. We do have to <laughs> yeah. go into the universal spirit of all of us as one. Well, I saw the endless love Lionel Richie Diana Ross little video. Oh. And then it like, I think it said the years at the end. So you had him like 11 or 12 years, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he died young. He died too soon, but he was there through, um, for us, a super like happy time in our lives. Very successful yeah. time. I'm like, there yeah. went all the success. <laughs> Yeah, he was there yeah. for a super high and super low. Good point. Yeah. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah. Which which is pretty Pee -wee, interesting. Pee -wee. Yeah, Pee -wee. yeah. Like he was he was definitely the sig a, a, a symbol of a super super high and super super low. So that yeah. but then we came through both of those things, and then he I think said my uh, work is done here. Yeah, and he yeah had still to go. still Pee Wee twenty three Matt. Yeah, so we're still celebrating. It's Pee Wee twenty three all year. As you should. And I just wanted you to know my heart goes out to you. Thank Sorry you so about much. That. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for yeah. bringing that up. I'm glad he's here with us. Yeah. So yeah. when did you um, find out you like Dick? 
Okay. So it, it's, it's people who have not grown up in the church, mm. like will be like, this is not complicated, but it so is when you grow up in the church because it's ingrained into you. You don't even know that you can be gay because God doesn't create gay people. So you just think somehow a wire got pulled loose or whatever, and mm. it can't be true of you. But you know, you know something's up. I mean, now looking back, I remember like sitting behind this kid in kindergarten and literally he's sitting there. I can just see the back of his underwear. And I was like, I didn't want to have sex with him. I was five, but I liked the way that looked and I wanted my underwear to show too. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Do you know, it's very young age. And then junior high is just a shit show from there on forever. It's just a shit show because you know, what's, what's up but you're hoping it's not true and you're trying to figure out how it cannot be true and then you lie to yourself and tell you tell yourself it's not true it's just it's dumb but Especially i got married like in, the, in the church probably or it you're probably just oh, yeah. thinking it's like just like a sexual kink or uh just a just a yeah like if somebody likes smelly feet or something like you know you have a yeah, kink something's and you're like, okay, wrong. i just have a something's kink. wrong I just have a weird fucking weird yes, thing. yes and i can make this work and yeah listen you can make it work uh when you're you know if you're 17 18 19 i mean if the wind blows different you're ready to go you know what i mean <laughs> right i'm glad you <laughs> so said it, that yeah because it's true it, yeah and you can make it's work. True. well so, and i've had plenty of gay friends that were like there's no way I could have ever done that. And I'm like, if you love someone, you sort of can, mm. you know, it's not the right design. <laughs> it's not how you should be living, but it's possible. But then you get to a point where you don't want it to be possible anymore <laughs> because I, I got married super young, you know, 23 and, uh, we were off to the races and I had a really fucked up childhood, lots of abuse and all that kind of stuff and bad dads and stepdads and all the shit. And so I just didn't want to do that for my family. So once I got married, I think if I had waited a few years, like everyone should, you know, <laughs> that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made this mistake. And so I stepped into it doing my best. And then I was like, well, this is what we have. I don't want to fuck up every, everybody's life until I did. And then here we are. How long did it take to get through the darkness of, of you, you know, not your, it wasn't necessarily your darkness, but you fucking up everyone's life or you coming to your truth must've just been like just a, a trailer fire. Well, a huge part of my story is my sister and I were very close because we'd grown up in that, you know, messed up, sort of experience we were like old war vets we were like really really close she was six and a half years older than me and she almost kind of raised me in a lot of ways and so we were very very close well she had breast cancer and she passed in uh 2016 okay. and it was it's super cliche to say but it's true you know it's like where you evaluate what am i doing here like mm -hmm. with my life like i've only got one shot at this and I am stuck in these dead end churches. They're progressive and they're amazing. And I just, I hate this. I don't want this. You know, I want something else and I want to live honestly. And so the process was uh, pretty devastating because in those evangelical conservative Christian circles, you know, when you come out, people just sort of 
they, they don't all come at you. Most of them just quietly disappear, which is even more painful because you're still texting and reaching out like, hey, want to get Chipotle? And they're, you know, you just, the radio silence on the other end. So I was just, I just posted something on Facebook today about religion. And this one lady was like, this is ridiculous. Christian, I'm a Christian. I would never have judged you. And I'm like, honey, I was standing in front of 7,000 people every weekend. I was a worship leader. And then I had 90 plus staff members. Uh, and I have a relationship with exactly zero mm. of them. And to me, those stats are staggering. I would love to ask that woman that said that if she was supportive of Tom Sandoval. How oh. many Christians? I don't know if you know who that is. Matt, but regardless, I don't. I'm a terrible. Is it is it a gay person, a politician? He, I need no, you guys to tell me not, who it is that we he, hate because I don't even know. He, we don't even. He's just a guy who made a mistake very publicly, and has become mm. a pariah. Um, he's a douche. I mean, you can't <laughs> deny that. But I don't see many Christians standing right. by Tom Sandoval. He's right now. He's public enemy number one, or he was for a little while. And I just think that that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't think she would well, have stood by you because I think they, they probably thought they weren't not standing by you, but they all disappeared and you were alone. Well, they, Brandy, they don't know how to stand by you. They don't know how. So they, they've got the wagon circled on their life and they have no experience in the actual real world. So their idea of standing by you is sending messages like, you know, I just hope you come to your senses. <laughs> I love you so much. And you're like, Girl, I've got my senses about me, trust. Like, I'm all good over here up in Cincinnati with my gay husband, having my gay life. I'm good. It's wonderful. But they don't understand that, and they just think that you're led astray. Oh, this talented boy who used to do so many good things, blah, blah, blah. I just don't care about them anymore. No. Before we rip into the church, though, <laughs> I want to backtrack a little bit and ask you, what would your advice be for... Somebody in your same um, position with a wife and uh, do, do you have kids? Yeah, I have okay. two, two daughters. Yeah, so two. So you have kids and they might have mm -hmm. kids as well. And, you know, it's hard because you are able to go and you finally came to this realization and you are in pain and you get to be free of that. And now how do we deal with how is your did your ex-wife do? How did the kids do? How do we navigate this? How do we go through this? I, I, you know what? I do not talk about my ex-wife just because it's something that she's asked me not to do. Oh, okay. and so I don't. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but, but, oh, that's okay. But for, for, there are a shit ton of like gay worship leaders out there in these conservative churches. I mean, they just are, we're musicians and we're artists and they're all over the place. And I'm not going to be one to ever tell somebody what they should do, if they should change their family up or whatever. I just, I know the suffering that happens in silence uh, for people who are living that experience. Many of them are suicidal or they struggle with depression or all sorts of weird, like panic attacks and just all kinds of things because you can't live that way and not have it come out sideways, you know, and many of them, are you know they're out having relationships with other people when right. their spouses think that they're monogamous that wasn't my experience and not a part of my story but barely there were a few times where i thought i was going to lose my mind you know but yeah. 
everybody gets to have their life and gets to decide and find the right time to do it. But for me, had I think my sister passing on, I really believe that her greatest gift to me was giving me the courage to do this. Uh, I, I think if she was still living, I don't think I would have done it. Mm. Well, I do want to take this opportunity to remind everyone to get, including us, meow, meow, to mm-hmm. get um, breast cancer screening. Oh, yeah. It's not breast cancer awareness. Month. I mean, actually, all year is breast cancer awareness year because God knows yes. Susan G. Komen um, is president of the world. But it's... Um, <laughs> We don't do it. It's 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 a, there's a reason that people push it, push it, push it. They lose someone that they love and yeah. that shit can take take over and take over quickly. And it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to screen and test for. So yeah. we should in honor yeah. of your sister, of course. And thank we, you. We've been very irresponsible with that. And it's uh, important to like wake up and not let that go. Yeah, we get it done. You need to get a colonoscopy, too, Matt. Mm-hmm. I did like four months ago. Okay, good. Julie, you <laughs> yeah. probably have to get one too. I do. I probably have to get a prostate exam <laughs> as well. It was my first, and I was just, I was a wonderful patient. <laughs> We've all just got to just do these things. We do need to do these We're things. We're eating GMO corn from yep. Chipotle, and we all just need to take care of ourselves. <laughs> That's true. We just got to do it. 100. Just got to do it. Yeah. Got to do yeah. it. Yeah. Your sister will save us too. Yes. Now back to cheering into the church. <laughs> exactly. Now, I did I hear you say that? Now, what? Let's hear. What kind of like church did you? Were you pastoring for? Was this an evangelical church? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it. It really was one of those like Disneyland type churches oh. where, you know, it all like the rapper is super uh, current and trendy mm. and hip, and they have slides down to the children's classrooms, all that kind of stuff, and. I was up there every week shaking my tail feathers. There's like fog and like lights. And I mean, listen, it's very well done and super highly produced kind of experience. A lot of it is fun, but behind the scenes, behind that like rapper that seems really cool and hip and trendy is, you know, uh, a group of people that want to do well, but they don't know how to be inclusive. They interpret scriptures from the Bible. Everything's pretty literal. They pick and choose, you know, and it's what we grow up with. And you learn to turn a blind eye to things that you don't like or don't understand. But I was always one of those diggers and I started digging mm. early. And once I started digging, I was just confused more and more confused. So I started reading books and all this stuff. And I guess I'm just a slow learn because it took me a long time before I, I knew what I knew about what I wanted to be or how I felt about the LGBTQ plus community, but I had to keep it a secret. It was like, and, and part of that, and I'm, listen, I'm not proud of this, but was because I didn't want to lose my job. I had a family mm-hmm. to support, you know, mm-hmm. and this was something that I just happened to be really good at. And so I didn't know what I would do. And I didn't even know that there were, actually churches out there that did affirm uh queer people and so yeah i just kind of i mean that's a microcosm of a macro problem there are a lot of people in jobs yeah you know i mean it's you know we're not just like not saying that our boss is sexist it's like your your boss might have have a different political view than you or you know we're we're all Mm -hmm. just sort of just you know that's i think that's kind of common Mm -hmm. and hard yeah. And I yeah. I think I, I would hope nobody would demonize or villainize someone for just 
keeping quiet with their personal feelings in order to keep their job. I also wonder mm -hmm. if you struggled with like your desire to perform and have fun doing your, your actual job, which is, you know, sending a positive message to a huge group of people. And yeah. then also, and then versus your own truth and then their own like rotted belief system. Yeah. You know what is weird? It's like when you do something for so long, when I say I was good at it, I'm not trying to pump my ego. I was just, I, I just was. It was something that I was sort of really natural at, but I didn't care that much about that stage. Like when I left there, I was like, I'm actually good. I'm not worried about not being able to perform because I know who I am and I'll find other outlets. Like for me, that was always a means to be able to give and love on people. And that's something that uh, that I still get to do through social media or my podcast or making this drag video. You know, mm -hmm. I am looking for ways to be able to love on people. And I certainly didn't need to do it in a church. I was done. I did it for 27 years. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. And that's forever. That is that's forever. Like, no one needs did to do you anything for And no. Do you never had a desire to move it over to let's to like a progressive Church I or did. For, I did for a short time. Mm. I did for about two years. I moved it over to a, a church because I still needed a job. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and it was a great church. In shout out to St. Luke's in Indianapolis. They were awesome people, and they've got queer people on staff and queer pastors, and they're just amazing. Um, what is the percentage of, in let's say your experience of um, the mega church of people that were in the closet? that you dealt with within the actual, I don't know, hierarchy, clergy, whatever. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah. It's, it's whatever the actual stats are. So, so they're all that they're yeah. all there. Yeah. And, and they will acknowledge that there are gay people now. Yes, you're gay, blah, blah, blah. But mostly what they say is you, you don't get to be sorry. <laughs> right. You know, did anyone, you we, know, we, 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 message you ahead. and go like, please don't say anything, but, you know, mm, I'm gay too. I'm yeah. Oh my God. I, yeah. Listen, like I said, I love loving people and I'm always looking for ways to, so I'm inviting everybody into this conversation on the, you know, on the socials. I've had more confessions than you could shake a damn stick at. Wow. I mean, yeah, it was, it was one of those things where so many people were like, this is what I want me to you know, and then you also have the annoying messages of everybody. It's like, we all knew already. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that old chestnut. Though. Yeah, we all knew already. Yeah. <laughs> but that's sad right. about people Which, saying, I want this yeah. too. And oh, then they're yeah. still trying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or... And, and, and I feel bad because some of them just can't find the courage. And listen, I get it. So I, I don't have a bad thing to say about them. They're doing their best. We're all doing our best. Yeah. Hopefully they'll find the courage when it's time. But also some of them have found situations where they've got sort of a, an agreement with their spouse and they've got a man on the side and, mm. you know, but they're <laughs> keeping their marriage together or, you know. What would the, hey. you, what would the you have of 20 or 25 years ago told that was, you know, speaking from the Bible or scripture, say, giving the message as opposed to the you now giving the message as a, as a, as a pastor, like, same book, almost the same message, but now that you are where you're at and looking at it from your perspective, it's almost like talking to the people now who are preaching against us, let's say, but you are a man of faith. You are a man of, you know, uh, the word or whatever. It, 
how do you what how would you reason with with them looking at the same words but they're i don't i don't know that you can i just i think people have to experience what they experience on their own i don't know that if i was able to go back and talk to that boy at 23 years old i, I don't know that i could have gotten through to him mm -hmm. because i just i didn't have the tools frankly at that point to be able to make an informed decision i had way too much hell standing you know off you know in the wings waiting in the wings for me if i made a mistake or if i chose poorly uh, i don't have any of that stuff now and so i just think it takes the time it takes for people to get it or if they want to explore it you know and so mm -hmm. some people you can say just take some time to open yourself to other people's views because what I didn't know hiding out in the evangelical church is that there is a whole world of other uh, spiritualists and even Christian people who believe the Bible completely differently than conservative evangelicals do. And I would have said, get, get around those people and just so that you can be informed and then make your decision. How long were you single before you met Chris? Oh, I, I was not like everybody told me, go be a whore for two years. <laughs> Don't, you know, get hitch up. Cause I, I didn't have sex with anyone, <laughs> no, no men. Right. And so I got divorced. I met this guy who was entirely too young for me. Um, and we were together for two and a half years, really great guy and a good relationship in a lot of ways, but it ended as these things happen. And uh, it broke my heart. It was my first like true love. I wrote a book. I think Julie sent you guys that book, Leather yeah. and Lace, all about that experience of heartbreak and loss and coming out and figuring it all out, whatever. But then after he and I broke up, I did the dating scene and the apps, God help us all for uh, a while. And then met Chris on my 50th birthday November 20th of 2020. Uh, we met that day. He was had a very similar experience. He was married 23 years, just like I was. Wow. Had never, never been with a man. Oh my God. And I know I was so excited to show him the rose. You're like two virgins. <laughs> wow, you must have just oh. exploded. Two virgins in the pandemic. Oh my God. I hope Did you guys you... were in masks, <laughs> Matt. Listen, I, I cannot go into it. I can't. I mean, how did you... Did yeah, you have time to listen. do anything else but dick stuff? <laughs> I mean, you must have we, just gone insane. <laughs> there was no pandemic in our world. Yeah, right. Like we were like, we'll be over here. It was hiding a jizzdemic. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even. It's you're. I could. You're. It's. It must have been absolutely mind blowing. Oh, it was. It was just awesome. And he is. Well, and Julie would tell you this. He's like the best person. And you know those people that are the nicest people in the whole world, that's him. And he's cute <laughs> and smart. He's uh, the bomb. So we are having such a blast. Been married for oh, a year and a half now, not even two years. So we've only known each other since 20. But we got engaged in less than three months and married in less than nine. Oh my God, you're like lesbians. Wow. That's wow. I know. <laughs> It's pretty like crazy. It's, it's like, it's true. how did that not? I mean, that almost makes you go back to, you know, believing in God again. I mean, even though we never, <laughs> none of us ever stopped. But it's like, that's pretty, 
it just shows you That's like the universe's, you know, mm-hmm. you get who yes. you're supposed to get and the time you're supposed to get them. Right. Even in a damn yeah. pandemic when right. you're slutting around, <laughs> meeting somebody in a parking lot. And it's yes. like, it's, it's romantic. That is. I mean, yeah. It really yes. is. It, well, and I was like, hey, when we met, I was like, let me walk you through this process. I wasn't meeting him to date him. I was like, I've been through this, the divorce thing. And he read mm. one of my books and that's how we got in touch. And then we met, he was like, hey, can I take you out for coffee on your birthday? I thought he was in Indianapolis. He lived in Cincinnati, which is where I now live. And he drove there and we met and I even left then. And I thought, what is this guy? I'm not interested in dating him, but he's a nice guy. And then we kept FaceTiming and I was like, this is like a quality person. You know, and sometimes in the gay world, <laughs> they can be hard to come by. So uh, I was. Yes, that is for thank you for saying that. Julie, Pastor. Julie. Thank you for saying I, that. I, it depends on what people want. And listen, I'm not a gay basher, but I, my girls were grown. I'm not interested in playing a bunch of weird games. And I had done a lot of work on myself. And I was, no, I want somebody who is kind. I want somebody who will actually work. I want somebody who treats me well and somebody who wants to have sex. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yes. And you know what it seems like nowadays, the the age range of around 50 is when we grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because the... Yeah. It's like the world is aging backwards in a weird way. Like, 50 is a new 40 and 40 is a new 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so around yeah. the age of 50 seems to be like a good age to grow up. <laughs> yeah. You know what Let's I mean? Let's hope yeah. what we do. I hope that I, ho- I know. Yeah. When you said it, I said, yeah, that sounds Maybe good. Maybe we'll grow up. Maybe we'll grow up. Yeah. yeah. Before we go, uh, you have to tell us about this drag video. We want, okay, we want okay. all of the tea. So first of all, it's with Blair St. Clair. Yeah. What is yes. the video? Why did you do it? How did it come about? Just walk us through this video. Okay, so I am not a drag queen. I just, I'm not. But I have experienced drag shows and I'm always so impressed by how liberated they seem and how bold and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of made an impression on me in just being able to be like, fuck all that other stuff. I'm just going to live my life my way on my terms. Well, when all the vitriol started and all the shit in, you know, the social media and the political world and everybody wanted a hyper focus on drag queens for God knows what reason to, so we would look the other way. Yeah. I just had this thought, you know, I love to write songs and I just thought, I think I'm going to write a song from the perspective of, of a drag queen. That's all I thought. And so I wrote this song and after I wrote it, I thought, huh? So if I record it, I can't record it because it's got to be from the perspective of drag queen. It doesn't make any sense to have me recording. You know, what are we going to do? And it probably needs to be a music video. And then I just thought I would have to do this in drag. And I was like, I can't do drag. I'm just, I don't know how I, so I thought I'm going to reach out to someone big, Blair St. Clair. And she's the most gorgeous queen. Gorgeous. Absolutely. gorgeous. Is it like, Oh my God. So beautiful. 28 years old. Her name's Drew Bryson, type A personality. So she's super driven. 
And we met for this thing, talked through it. I reached out to a couple of friends that do video work and we pulled it all together. And I mean, at the shoot, I'm like falling, tripping in heels. I can't walk in these things. I don't know how they do it, you know? And he was super, you know, like, I'm like, does this look bad? And he's like, yes, it looks terrible. I'm like, okay, <laughs> does this look more natural? I'd take like three steps. And he was like, not at all. And I was like, motherfucker. So he was showing me how to walk and all that kind of stuff. So we made this video and it's called Let There Be She. It's on YouTube and all the things. But like I said, I don't know that many people so it's not really become this huge thing but it's a great video isn't it yeah and it's a good and you did it for to support or raise money yes for the oh yeah yeah drag defense fund and so all of this has been driven by this is a way for us to send out a message and hopefully of empowerment to drag queens and be able to say we see you we love you. We think that you're amazing. And also the call to action is asking people who don't know much about drag to either give to the ACLU Drag Defense Fund, you know, uh, which is all posted in the video, or to attend a drag brunch. Just like we talked about earlier, familiarize yourself with something because what we fear is is something that makes us try to control everything. There's this quote that says, what we don't understand, we fear. What we fear, we judge as evil. What we judge as evil, we attempt to control. And what we cannot control, we attack. Oh, I love and I that. just, it's, good. It's, it's by, I should say, oh, it's author. I just looked down and said author on that. Um, but it's something that, you know, we, we can do our part. And, and stop being so afraid of something that we don't understand. These girls are performers and they are celebrating the life and they are doing such amazing things. So this was a chance to do that. And I learned so much, you guys, in the process because I didn't know a thing about it. And now I'm like, where's the next drag show? Let's go. Tell us the quote one more time. Do you have it in front of you or do you know it by heart? I do. Yeah, I do. It says, what we don't understand, we fear. What we fear, we judge as evil. What we judge as evil, we attempt to control. And what we cannot control, we attack. Oh my God, that's I love the that. sermon for today, Yeah, Pastor. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, right? that's good. Do you that know, as a final thing, exactly, um, well, just tell us what the Drag Defense Fund is. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's an initiative by the ACLU, and it's, you know, with all of the threats and the censorship that we've all seen, it's just a way to fight back and protect our rights. It's all, it's a super short page that just kind of talks about that and you can donate whatever you want to, but it's first amendment stuff. Well, it's just the freedom to express ourselves and our gender identity in creative ways fuels artistry across the country and culture and drag is protected by the first amendment amendment. So it's just creative expression like dance and fashion and, you know, it, I mean, people yeah. on stage in theaters are dressed up as characters and nobody bats an eye about it. It's the same so thing. Potentially, if, you know, they cancel a pride in Florida, which they are, or, or yeah. and someone decides, you know what, I'm going to have a pride anyway. And then they they get in trouble because there was a, a you know, a, a family with children at the parade or something. 
Um, and mm-hmm. a business gets sued, they could potentially go to the Drag Defense Fund and maybe use their resources. Yeah, they'd go to the ACLU and they would have that as yeah. a pool of money or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's getting involved. It's yeah. getting involved. And small businesses somehow. are being, are being sued and being, yep. and getting in trouble. And so they're canceling drag shows and, and now people are losing, right. You know, their way to make money, their livelihoods, prides, which were, yeah. you know, fought for years and years and years to have these prides. And now it's more important than ever for people to their, their protest prides now, you oh, know, yeah, exactly. they need, and they need to happen. Yeah. But do you know what is so exciting? And I'm a glass half empty guy, but like <laughs> it is, it's happening. I'm a glass half full guy. It's happening. Oh. It's all changing. It's not going backward. No. So get with the fucking program, <laughs> you know, because your kids, if you're standing there in these churches or wherever and you're thinking, no, we're not going to do this. Listen, proximity is all it takes. You are going to have a grandchild or a niece or nephew That's or right. son or daughter. And when it happens, you're going to, ha- most of these people, you guys, most of these people are just going to change instantly when that happens. And then some are going to do the whole, I think a lot of them are just going to be like, they're loving people and they love their kids. So they're going to be like, okay, yes, times are changing. It may take a little time, but they're going to get on board with it. These days of, you know, having to do completely chosen family, those things are slowing down compared to what is going to happen because People are coming out all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. All over the place. It made uh, me think I want to, I wish that we'd named this podcast Glass Half Empty. <laughs> oh, that would have been better. No, Matt is half full. Half, right. He's half full. Ours, I'm half full. We're half empty. We're definitely yeah, half yeah. empty. I'm always like, well, there's a way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so It'll much for doing our podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's a oh, stupid podcast. We really loved hearing from you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, seriously, I just feel like it's a privilege and honor to sit with normal people and talk about <laughs> normal things and nobody's arguing with each other. We're all on the same page as yeah. it should be. Well, tell our 14 listeners where they can hear you, buy you, stalk you on the internet. Oh my God. You can look at mattbayswriter.com or com is my website. And then I'm at mattbays on uh, Instagram and on Facebook and have a little podcast with 13 followers um, <laughs> called how to find and keep a gay man on Instagram mm. and on Apple podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a podcast to tell the gay boys to behave if they want to find a good person. How to find love in a how to gay find... world. Yeah. Yes, basically. Yeah. And it's bitchy wisdom for the gay man looking for love. So we're like, just kind of telling it like it is like you have not because you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> learn to be nice. It's, you know? good. it's good advice. Good and advice. it's also Bays, B-A-Y-S, not like Bay, like, you know, yeah. sexy Bay. B-A-Y-S, <laughs> like Bay's body of water. Now it's time for So There's That. All right. So this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. 
She hates doing it because it's damn near impossible to find an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note when half of this country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the rest of us are whiny, entitled virtue signalers who are too busy keyboard fighting with our own side to win the war. But Trump just got arrested last week and Hunter Biden got arrested this week. So we can't win for fucking losing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you're faced with two wrongs and wondering how to make sense of it all, I like to say a good rule of thumb is just to go with the wrong that's better looking. <laughs> and in this case, I think we all know that's Hunter Biden. Now, if he were up against Ivanka Trump, it might be a different story, but he isn't. Is he, Mau? No. So there's not. that. So there's that. When Ivanka Trump gets in trouble for her porn collection and her guns yeah. and all of her um, crimes because they are lurking and lurking strong. Yep. Then we'll make our decision then because um, well, I, I know she might be up against her own brothers and we'll know we'll side with her. Oh, she's the yes. best looking of the brothers. 100 million percent. <laughs> she's the best looking of the brothers. I mean, my God. And it turns out, uh, apparently, speaking of 15,000 people in Australia signed a petition to ban Don Jr. from entering Australia. <laughs> Is that the so there's that? No. Oh, my God. That's good. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Not today, guys. Not today, guys. <laughs> but it seems a perfect time. Twonk Christopherson did DM me through Twitter. And he did sh send that to me. Not today, Don. However, we're going to have to wait on that one. Or at least I just figured, you know what? Rather than wait, say it now because it goes perfectly with what you just said. Wow. So um, it's very possible. That's why we love fucking Australia, man. I know. So it's very possible Don Jr. might be banned from ever entering Australia again. You know, hearkening back to the beginning of the episode with Soroya, we had a full, wonderful, you know, memory of being in New Zealand. And our, we stayed with my friend Dom, who is the Ryan Seacrest of New Zealand. Yeah. We stayed at his house. We had a wonderful time. His crazy friend, who lives there too, yes. told us that they all did like crazy sex in a bus, sex oh, bus right. at, at Burning, Burning Man. Man. And we had just this great memory and we just were like looking out the window in the car, just like, wow, we love New Zealand and Australia. We're so lucky we got to go there. So lucky. And now here we are. It's here like we, are. Yeah. we like we, we literally had a full conversation like, will we ever get to go back? Yeah. We hope so. Because if we go back, we get to see Twonk. Twonk's there waiting for us. I know. I think we will. I have a feeling we will, too. I do. I, I think I we're going to go back to Tokyo. Canada. I know. <laughs> I wish we were connected to Australia. I know. Me too. <laughs> and Canada. Yeah. But also Australia. Like I wish Australia was like on the side. Yeah. Like closer so that we could just go through. Like Canada's through Canada. on top. Mexico's on the bottom. Australia's like. Like in, off of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. But we still have our coast. Right. Yeah. Right. And then right. Pacific Northwest loses it. And then it goes off into Australia. Twonk, if you're listening, I do want to ask you. Um. If you've ever seen a crazy looking insect to send us a picture of it so we can discuss it on the podcast, because that's the thing with Australia. Is oh, they that got like, crazy bugs. They have crazy bugs. They have crazy bugs. Crazy the bu bugs. The, the bug, bug factory, factory there is out of control. They've got a lot of bug factories. Out of control yeah. in Australia. Yeah. And like camels are running some of the bug factories. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Mean, they're bugging on. Apparently they're bugging <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> But that's what I always, I keep forgetting. I want to ask Twonk if he's got yeah, like some okay. huge spiders, crazy centipedes, bizarre looking 
fucking it's just some this weird is all shit. part of your neuroses wanting to see scary bugs yes you've asked me before with delight and glee like what's the grossest bug <laughs> and then you're like ready to google i'm like ew well don't show me if i tell you and yeah. then i said do you remember a june bug i said potato bug oh potato bug. and then you looked it up and you're like meow and then two seconds later you're like whoa no 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 <laughs> yep nope nope and then like i don't know what you thought you saw and then you saw you didn't um, realize it was huge I didn't realize it was huge. And also, um, I think I'm in an, in, I'm thinking about insects. Cause I, I, in a, in a, basically in a very short um, uh, period of time, um, I watched Indiana Jones, uh, in the last crusade and which led into Indiana Jones and the oh, secret so of a, the a similar Beverly Hills cop. Indiana yeah. Jones journey. Yeah. We're and doing then like a just, franchise moment. Yeah. The, even though I wish that Indiana Jones was more soothing cause, um, the Temple of Doom is just gross. It's stressful. And it's too stressful. Yeah. So the... Uh, but the rocks and the trees. <laughs> I love, <laughs> even though it is beyond sexist, the, the fucking Last Crusade, it's infuriating. However, everything else is just chef's kiss. Yeah. Okay? It's chef's sh- yeah. Indy! It's just so good. Uh, anyway, then the Crystal Skull, which is terrible, which we saw in the movie theater... A million years ago uh i've got uh bugs on the brain because in cr- the fucking crystal skull one he, they're these well, ants. All bugs in, I thought there's, there's bugs in all of them yeah. but in this particular one there's like this swarm of ants well all the bugs come at you in the ride in disneyland what a- oh god in the mummy no no i thought they come at you with the in the indiana jones one in disneyland it's so fucking good but maybe it was the mummy that we saw them but same. Mummy copied it, didn't it? Oh, I don't remember bugs coming out on us. And the mummy? In the mummy, feeling it, yes. I do remember that, yes, of course. I f- know that there's some kind of bugs in either the mummy, but Indiana Jones, you're in a huge Jeep, and that ride is fucking fun as fuck. I don't. I want to do that. I know. I think it might be <laughs> shut down so you don't even have to feel bad, and you need to, fu- that you can't, you know, we need to find out when it opens, and we need to say fuck Disneyland until it opens, for sure, okay. because it is baller. Oh, I want to do it. <laughs> Well, there was a thing with all these ants and they were called like army ants or something. And I was like, that's not true. This is lies. And then I went and I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God. And then it wasn't lies. And they're the biggest ants and the biggest swarms. And it's super gross. And if you go and you get swarmed by them, they'll fucking eat you up. And it's horrendous and horrific. And you just the level of alien bugs that are in just on the planet. Yeah, just, just in all different regions. It's just insane. We just get used to it. Anyway. Send them twonk. Send a twonk. Now, we're not in bug pride month. We're in gay pride month. Okay. Right. No, but that's also known as bug pride month. <laughs> that is okay, true. It's a bug factory. That is true. <laughs> now, so I am going to focus this month on some gay, on gay shit. For, so there's that since it's fucking June. So this week, I'll be focusing on something that happened two weeks ago. Because if we're not anything here, we are constantly late. Exactly. So with that said, let's just get into it. As you know, I have a very, very soft spot for an older gay, an elder gay statesman or woman, if you will. And this pride particularly, I want to make especially sure that all the gays who fought in the streets and in legislating and lived through AIDS and went out and declared, I am a man, I'm a woman, and I'm fucking gay, or I'm trans, and I deserve equality, get the credit and respect they deserve. 
They were the first ones to get out and declare, I don't need you or anyone else to affirm or confirm my identity. What I need is for you to make me equal under the goddamn fucking law. And I personally now am not going to push aside or okay boomer or deny the deep importance of claiming your life and being honest and open and forthright, but at the same time not erasing or denying or trying to identify anyone other than your own self. We owe a debt of not just gratitude to the people who came before us, but a debt and obligation to lift up and not fucking shame or deny or control the older gay generation. And I'm fucking sick of it and I'm not having it. In addition to that, in addition to that, I do see the importance and also a little historical education and perhaps some loving and familial discourse may be needed for the whippersnappers who think they fucking know everything. There's a lot about pride right now that is a real turnoff. And I don't <laughs> appreciate corporations and social media children telling me or anyone else who they are and driving this movement into a sphere of likes and dislikes and attention and self-centered sociopathy that isn't loving or helpful and is actually quite disrespectful, embarrassing, and immature. There's a severe need for activism and being the loudest in the room right now. Yes, yes, good, yell. But not with your relentless name-calling of people and infighting and pushing around and shaming of people who fought for your ungrateful ass to show your tits at the fucking White House or claim that you identify as fucking nothing. Have some respect. Have some gratitude. And if things feel outdated to you, then have some fucking class and respect for the people who made it even possible for you to be spewing your indignant, self-righteous narcissism. The movement right now feels very selfish and about each individual and their goddamn identities and their bodies and their bullshit, and I can't fucking take it. There is serious and severe victimization and murder and marginalization and severe scapegoating of this community. And that shit is not being heard even by our own side because we're too busy worried about offending, misgendering, and misidentifying each other and getting canceled on social media or losing our jobs or called a turf or whatever phobe to have anything fucking productive getting done. There is something to be said for understanding and paying attention to nuance and finding a middle ground so you get what you want in certain areas. But within our own houses, and I mean the house of LGBTQ, we need to stop fucking shaming each other and tearing down the people who got you here. Stop with the name calling and try some understanding and reasoning. On the flip side, there's listening and work to be done by the older generations to try and make way for all the new identities and systemic societal changes that are occurring and will continue to ebb and flow every day. All of this makes room for the middle where people have the freedom to exchange ideas, disagree, agree and find that place for respect where we can all live and be gross and ignored like everybody else. Not everything is sexual. Not everything is chaste. Not everything is hateful and not everything is good. There is the middle where we all live and I'm sick of the extremes getting the best of us and making it impossible to get anywhere. With that said, this is why I love this woman I'm about to talk about named Jackie Goldberg, president of the Los Angeles Unified School Board. On June 2nd... That ain't easy. She had to get elected. And she just got elected. Literally. On June 2nd, an elementary school in North Hollywood held an assembly in honor of Pride where she, Jackie herself, came to read the kids a book called The Great Big Book of Families. 
a book that shines light on all the families we can build in all the ways. And the book sounds great. But there was one sentence that said some families have two daddies and two mommies. One sentence. And the right went insane. And you know what? Some families fucking do. Some families fucking do. That's like sad. Sad. That's sad that you can't say that when some families do. And now those kids don't get to exist. That's right. It's just sad. That's not sex. That's just awful. That's not it grooming. Makes me like it's die dis- inside. It's disgusting. So the right went insane. And because of that one line, here is what happened. So let, I'm just going to play this for you to listen to. And it's sad we can't talk about our rights. <laughs> it is sad. And I'm Cher Calvin. A Pride Day event at a local elementary school turns violent when parents clash. Many it's in started North yelling and screaming at each oh, other. I recognize Some the even local news punches. noise. Police were called <laughs> my in own to separate the protesting parents from those who were there to support the event at Satakoy Elementary in North Hollywood. Wow. The assembly Five was supposed away. to highlight diversity and inclusion. Instead, it turned into a display of anger and animosity. A tough lesson for children as we begin Pride Month. KTLA's Mary Beth McDade joins us live from North Hollywood with what stoked the protests today. MB. Yeah, and Mike and Cher, while the war of words outside turned into violence inside, the assembly went off as planned. Leave our kids alone. There was shouting, shoving, and one person was even knocked to the ground outside Satakoy Elementary School in North Hollywood. These are parents. The LAPD was there to try to keep the peace while the dueling demonstrators clashed over opposing views about a pride assembly being held at the school. I disagree with the fact that a kindergarten should not have to be educated on this. Oh. There comes a time and a place where they all do need that education, but kindergarten and elementary is not the place. Los Angeles is very diverse. Um, so in public schools, there's going to be uh, students who have uh, same-sex parents. Yeah. So we need to talk about that. As part of the assembly, well, the book, The Great like Book of Families, which discusses LGBTQ families, was read. There is one sentence in the book. It is many pages, but the one sentence says some families have two moms and some have two dads. It also talks about some families are raised by their grandparents. Exactly. Some are raised with just one parent. So it's one reference um, to the existence of LGBTQ families. When we went to the educators and we said, what are are you going to tell my child when he comes to you and says, you know, I have a mommy and a daddy. What does it mean to have two daddies? My mommy was pregnant with me. Which daddy was pregnant? How did the daddy have a baby? None of them were able to answer their, our questions. I'm we sure they were able the to. Right to. It's pretty be able easy. To they weren't even listening when and where the <laughs> to the story. Is for our children to uh, learn about that. We're told the Pride Assembly went on as planned. And it did. And Daddy and Daddy bought a fucking surrogate and you were born. It isn't that fucking hard to explain it. You explain it to your own kid. What did you what do you tell your own kid if you're a heterosexual couple? Daddy fucked me and now I'm gonna now I'm pregnant and I had it's re- absolutely utterly fucking ridiculous. It makes me insane. So Yeah, it's giving me a very bad, like triggered feeling of like like being in school and like you you're you're different than everyone and you're and now you're ashamed or you're embarrassed and it's i don't want that for these kids and it's yeah it's awful it's like giving me like the worst bad feeling it's horrendous so the school board then had a hearing where jackie goldberg had to address the fuck nozzles and hear all their white gay and trans actual phobia and she had had enough 
Now, Jackie is a longtime activist of LGBT rights, also one of the first lesbian couples to get married in Los Angeles, and she has a son. She's also worked in every iteration of education you can imagine and has done nothing but work in service of LA's children, parents, and teachers. And rather than give a synopsis of what she had to say, I want to play the final five minutes of her address. She's a goddamn national treasure, and I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to her and give Before her... Before she gets fired. Yeah, exactly. So let's just take this opportunity to thank her and, of course, all of our gay and lesbian and trans elders... Uh, but let's right now we're focusing on Jackie and I'd like to give her the deference. She's so I'd like to give her the deference. She has worked so hard for on all of our behalf to earn. Nobody has to accept me. I'm not looking for your acceptance, but you better treat me the same way you treat everybody oh, else. That's gay. how we live in this She's country. Very gay. You don't have to love me. You don't have to like me. You can think I'm the devil incarnate but you better treat me like a decent human being because that's how I treat you even though you don't believe that I have the right to exist. I read you the entire book. It had one sentence. Mm. Families can also be two parents that are mothers and two parents that are fathers. They were told, the parents at that school, that if it was very difficult for their children to be in that room, that they didn't have to be in the room. Salt. They announced the assembly, told all the parents, if this is a problem for you, we get it. You know, I've been confronting this issue my entire life. I have been threatened. I have been harassed. I've been denied jobs because of who I am and who I love. Now, a lot of people out there I talk to outside Satakai say, oh, I have a gay cousin. I have a gay nephew. I can't be homophobic. B.S. B.S. <laughs> you can be homophobic and have a gay friend, a gay neighbor, a gay son, a gay anything. And you can be Talk gay. to all the gay kids yep. that get thrown out of their houses and onto the streets by parents who say, I won't have you in my house any longer. And tell me that having a gay relative means that you're not homophobic. But here's what really scares me. When you have two or three days of this kind of chaos, of people screaming at the top of their lungs outside a school that read a book with one sentence in it that said, yeah, guess what? Families can include two moms and two dads. By the way, at the little discussion at the school after that, as soon as the book was over, one of the little girls sitting at my knees said, I have two mommies. But a little boy on my other side said, I have five grandmas the idea that there are different kinds of families. The people screaming out at the streets, they didn't get a chance to find out about that because they made a decision based on hearsay. They made a decision based on agitators, not from their community, but from outside their community who saw an opportunity to take advantage of the real fears of people. I am very tired of having young people and adults in the LGBT community hear uh, three days of yelling and screaming about this, this. What do you think that did to them? What do you think that did to every gay teacher, every gay custodian, every gay worker in this city, every gay kid? What do you think that did to them? It made them afraid. It made them afraid. How dare you make them afraid because you are. I'm sorry. I told you this was personal. I went through with this. My son was harassed because he had two mommies, but my grandchildren aren't. That's progress. But I say to all of you, nobody in this district will ever 
ever sexualize any kid for any reason in any classroom in any way, shape, or form. And those of you who believe that this might happen are allowed to read the curriculum materials, are invited into the assemblies with your children, are invited not to have your children go to the assemblies. I do not believe in forcing a parent to have a child attend assembly that they feel would be violating their values. That's fine with me. We don't all have to agree. In fact, none of us all agree. But we are going to stand up and say to people shouting outside of a school and to the media that when you broadcast this in the way that you did, you frightened LGBTQ kids and adults in every school in this district and in this city. And we must take much more care about how we elevate an assembly reading a book with one line, <laughs> one sentence, one sentence that said also there are families that have two mommies and two daddies. Fear is not our friend. Love is. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid, stupid podcast. Very <laughs> gay, very pridey. Very pridey. Very it's pridey. Gay. It's gay. Um, we love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do two a week every week. They're both an hour. They're conversational. There's no politics. There's no ads, no structure, no rules. It's just supposed to be stress-free, mindless fun. That's right. And the best part, you can subscribe for a dollar. You get one podcast a week for one dollar and two podcasts a week for two dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes, but a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. Yeah, because that was six years ago at this point. Weird. Very, very, very weird. Um, we're coming up on our six-year anniversary um, in August of our wow. Patreon. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. <laughs> um, and there's a link to a free one in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. And there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. Or you can just Google Julian Brandy Patreon. It's super easy to find. It's always there. You can listen to the free one. You can just sign up. Once you sign up, you can. There's tons of comments. There's a huge super thread. It's community. It's, it's community. I mean, it's community. It's community. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been real gay. And it's been super dumb. Real dumb. <laughs> and Matt Bays. Not dumb. Not dumb. Yeah. He's a treat. And a delight. A delight. Treasure. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked... He thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up 
by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 